Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Get into a little dangerous spot here for the Buffalo Bills. The team that everybody expects to really have a chance to win a championship. The, the odds on favorite, for that matter, to win a championship. Dealing with an awful lot of injuries at yep. the moment. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. And on the ESPN app as well as your smart speaker, by all means, join us on the Canty and Carlin uh, Dr. Pepper call in line at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We got some of your calls in on Bill Belichick and the future of the New England Patriots uh, last hour, just considering that the Patriots are in a bad spot right now with no Mac Jones and a team that looked like it was headed on the downswing to begin with. But, Canty, we start here this hour with Buffalo, and the list continues to grow for the Bills with their injuries. Ed Oliver's a little banged up right now. Jordan Poyer's got the foot injury. We know Micah Hyde is done for the year. Uh, Jordan Phillips has got a hamstring problem. Uh, Tredavious White, we don't know when he's coming back. He's still on PUP, so he, that means he can't play this week, and then we'll see after that. It just got me to thinking, based a little bit on what we saw the other day, is this going to be a situation where these injuries could derail the Bills sooner rather than later this year. I think the injuries are going to make the AFC East division race a little bit tighter. I think the Miami Dolphins are more of a live dog in terms of having a chance to actually win that division. So, yeah, the Buffalo Bills championship hopes have taken a bit of a hit because of some of these injuries. I mean, the secondary was one of the areas of the team that you thought was a strength, yep. and now it feels like it's a bit of a weakness, Carlin, especially with those two young safeties, DeMar Hamlin and Jaquan Johnson. They weren't up for the task on uh, this past week against the Miami Dolphins. I mean, you're talking about a third and 22 where you let Jalen Waddle connect with Tua for a 45-yard pass Oof. to move the ball into the red zone, a goal-to-goal situation. You can't let plays like that happen, Carlin. No. And that's the thing. I, I don't know that it's going to be any easier with them facing Lamar Jackson and the Buffalo. I mean, in the, in the Baltimore Ravens. We had a front row seat to see what that Ravens offense looked like in that deadly passing attack where Lamar lit him up for what four passing touchdowns yep. and one rushing touchdown. So I mean, this is going to be a slog for the Bills on the defensive side of the ball. And then also when you consider how one dimensional they are on offense because of that offensive lack of an off the lack of a running game and the offensive line being a bit shaky. I'm just saying the Bills have more warts than we thought they did coming into the season, and the injuries have exacerbated those issues. Look, the Bills, in the first two games of the year, I was convinced that this was a team that was playing some angry football. Yeah, they were. That that looked like it was going to be, let's go kick everybody's tail each and every week in route to winning a championship. And now it's hard to say that when you don't know who's going to be out there. And so you go into uh, Baltimore this weekend, the Bills are three-point favorites, and it almost feels like 
should they be when this is what you're dealing with, the level of injuries that you're yeah. dealing with in this game? I, I don't know, man. It is hard for me to right now, just given how they – I think this would have been an excellent test to begin with just to really gauge where the Bills were if they are at full strength. But mm-hmm. right now, boy, I, I got to lean heavy toward the Ravens in this game based on what Lamar Jackson has done so far. Yeah, I, I mean, listen. And those injuries, too, I, I mean, listen, yeah, I, I lean toward Baltimore as well. Um, that's, that's not an easy environment to play in an M&T Bank Stadium. And, and here's the deal. The Bills are one-dimensional on offense. They have no semblance of a running game. And I think if you look at Baltimore, they have the ability to generate pressure up front. And their defense, although they give up a ton of yards, they're number one in takeaways. They're opportunistic when it comes to taking the football away. So I think that's going to be how they get their stops against that Bills offense. But the Baltimore Ravens offense can score with the Buffalo Bills offense, especially with the guys that are out on the Buffalo Bills defense. So I, I look at this as a situation where you got to give the nod to Lamar Jackson. I think he's playing slightly better than Josh Allen at this stage in the season, and he's ahead of him in terms of who I would vote for as the MVP. So – when we talk about the Bills not being able to run the ball, we are not talking about Josh Allen. We are talking about running backs. Because if you would simply look at the, at the Bills' numbers the other day, you'd say, well, what's the problem? They're getting five yards a clip. No, yeah. no, 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 no. When you have a guy that's going to be good for 50 yards on six, seven carries a week yeah. with your quarterback – that's not what we're talking about. Well, we're I mean, talking do, do about. Do you want to start talking about who can run the ball better, Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen? Because that's not a contest. That's not a contest. Yeah. It's not. So. And then you were talking about the likes of Devin Singletary and Moss and having to respect a true run game, which is something that the Bills they they just do the not run, have. They don't have the run game that the Baltimore Ravens have. No. They don't. The Baltimore Ravens have the most complex run game in the entire National Football League. They just do. Greg Roman has done a good job of putting that in place. So, I mean, I, I, it's, it's different when it comes to the challenges that both offenses present, present. There are a lot more things that you have to prepare for when you're going up against that Baltimore Ravens offense as opposed to the Buffalo Bills offense with Josh Allen. Josh Allen is very good. He's got really good receivers. I mean, Steph Diggs is one of the best receivers in all of football. Gabe Davis is underrated. Dawson Knox, underrated at the tight end spot. But in terms of what you have to prepare for with Lamar Jackson, you got not only the passing game, but you got the run game that's married to it. And I think that they do a good job of sequencing it so it all blends together. And we saw that up close and personal that second half against the New England Patriots when they lit up the scoreboard. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus in for Greeny today. If I'm going to assign a number, 1 to 10, 10 being the highest level of concern, mm. given the Bills' injuries right now as we approach week four for the big picture, I am putting it at around a five. I mean, I think it's legitimate to wonder, are these things that are going to linger through the course of the year when I've already lost one guy for the season? And look, as far as we know, Tredavious White could be back in week five, but we don't know that. And then they're all piling up on one side of the ball. Yeah. So that, that, and that, that's where I would – granted, like Elam has played exceptionally well. Outstanding. He's played really well. But the Bills – 
They may not need to be at 100% on defense, but they got to be at 85-90 in terms of their health. They're not going to be that this Sunday. No, but I'm talking about big picture for the year. Well, big picture, yeah, they're going to get healthy, but they're still going to have to contend with the Miami Dolphins. That's still going to be a challenge in this division. All right, so what number would you assign to that level of concern right now, 1 through 10? It's about a 7. So it's even a little higher. Yeah, I mean, think about it, man. We're we're talking about them winning a Super Bowl. That's hard to do. I don't care how talented you are. And a lot of times, the teams that have the most stacked rosters don't win the championship. I would argue that the Los Angeles Rams last year is more of the outlier. That's more of the exception than the rule. Mm. There's always a team that gets hot at the right time, and they ultimately end up going on a run and winning the chip. And for Buffalo, the reason why I emphasize winning the division is because it gives them so much of an advantage if you're talking about having home playoff games as opposed to having to go on the road. If the road to the Super Bowl in the AFC has to go through Buffalo, good luck having to deal with that. Kenty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus, also on Sirius XM, Channel 80. We'll get more of your calls in on the uh, Dr. Pepper call-in line at 888-SAY-ESPN. It's ironic that it's SAY-ESPN when I can't even say it. Yeah. 888-729-3776. Have you noticed that on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, that if anyone even misspeaks a hair, they are just getting destroyed. They get roasted. <laughs> they get roasted. But I like it, though. I like it, though. Those guys have I a know. good time with it. I love that. It is funny. Yeah, it is yeah, very yeah, funny. Yeah. Well, I mean, we need a – right now you're doing a two-hour show, so we would not get any sports in based upon all the time you misspeak. Oh, wow. Wow. Nuno off the top rope. Didn't even, like. You know why he's spicy, though? Our Giants took the L on Monday Night Football. Nuno, how how bitter are you about this situation right now? I'm comfortable and okay with the fact that I feel like they have a head coach. I also know that they have no talent um, on that roster. And I also know that there's a lot of work to be done. So, so you're resigned to the situation yeah. currently with an optimistic viewpoint. Correct. Especially since there's no more primetime games that will keep me up to like midnight and ruin <laughs> I my told sleep. you. See, no, no. I told Canty this yesterday. The giant fan hates the primetime games and they especially hate going to Nuno, the primetime games. No, no, he's telling games. me this as I was a Dallas Cowboy and a New York Giant for four years each. Like, it's not like I hadn't played in these primetime games in MetLife Stadium at the time. It was Giant Stadium. It's not like I haven't played in any of these games. Yeah, but I've known, and obviously you're working with Carlin. Carlin is that guy that's going to skip over the fact that you actually played in those no, and tell you how it's how Yeah, it he's is. telling me how it was, like what the fan base is and what the makeup of the crowd is going to be in MetLife Stadium. Like, I've never played in a Monday night game in MetLife Stadium. Okay, I know Against you the have. Dallas Cowboys. All I'm Come saying on. is, that wasn't a road game for the Cowboys the oh other night. Oh, my God. It wasn't. This guy. All right, I, I, take us to break. Can't I don't know what Carlin, to do you right now. ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. More of your calls on the Patriots and where they are and if Bill Belichick should be the guy who is making the decisions long-term for this franchise. But up next, something happened to me in Foxborough this weekend that really got me um, thinking about how the Ravens and Lamar Jackson are approaching their relationship at the moment. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. 
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call ClickGranger.com or just stop by. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Wondering what the future is going to be long-term with Bill Belichick and the Patriots just based on the fact that Mac Jones looks like he's going to be out for a while and the Patriots don't look like a team that's headed anywhere to begin with, even with Mac Jones. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus, presented by Progressive Insurance. Let's hit a call or two here real quick. Dave in Minnesota up next on ESPN Radio. Hey, Dave, what's going on? Hey, thanks for taking my call, guys. Yes, sir. Uh, the, uh, I just want to say you guys, uh, classic uh, caller shutdowns, those two earlier callers, the uh, the spoiled fan and the uh, the guy that bragged about the forty year marriage experience. That, that was a classic uh, put down. Uh, but <laughs> we call him put down. I put him down. I let well, him I, talk I, and finish know, his yeah, entire point. I, would, I wouldn't say put down, but I would say shut down, shutting them down. I thought they were cla- I thought they were masterful. Really, I thought it was great. The, well, we uh, appreciate that. We're we're tacticians when it comes to that. <laughs> Oh yeah, I mean you have the you have the right disdain for callers, just the right level of it. But uh, <laughs> the, uh, the the Patriots coaching change is going to be more like a Coach K type transition. Uh, I think that Belichick already has identified who his uh, replacement is going to be, and it won't go like most other replacements. He's it's going to be like you know he's going to name somebody, Can just I- like Coach K. Can, can I ask you a question? When do you think the timeline on that is going to happen? Because it's looking ugly for the Patriots this season. And Bill Belichick is 70 years old. So when do you anticipate that happening? Well, I don't really know. But but if anybody can take his time in doing it, who's earned it, it'd be Belichick. You know, so if that's, if that's next year, if that's two years from now, I mean, it's really kind of up to him. Uh, are you? And, a- I, and I think they are, are you I a Patriot? Are you a Patriots a, fan, Dave? What's that? Are you a Patriots fan? Well, I was until they dogged out Tom Tom Brady. Okay, yeah. we gotta go. Well, see, and that's the thing. Like, I got I gotta find out from the Patriots fan. Like, are you okay 
being patient until Bill Belichick hands this thing off, knowing that you're probably going to have a losing season this year. If you're Bill, are you going to try to hand this over to Stephen Belichick? Are you going to give it? I don't know if it's going to be him. He's certainly going to be on the staff of whoever his successor is. I think it's Judge more likely than Patricia. Who would it be? I mean, I could see Judge. I, I could see Patricia. I could see Gerard Mayo. I honestly could see one. Gerard Mayo. Yeah. I talked to him before the game. I could absolutely see Bill Belichick passing the reins to him, a guy that cut his teeth as a player and a coach and, under and Belichick. Isn't it funny that he calls and says, boy, your, your put-downs on those callers were great, and he's a Patriots fan who bailed when Tom Brady left. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to say you're a fan of the team when you're not standing by the team, when there's an ugly divorce between a star player. And you're not a fan. You're a fraud. That's what you are. You're a fraud. I don't want to take it that far. I will. Fraud. Fraud. Well, it's clear that the Patriots bailed on Tom Brady too early because he won a championship in year one with Tampa. Yes. So it doesn't necessarily feel like it's the right decision. So I get where that call is coming from. But the reality is, how do you make the right call in terms of the timing in moving off of Bill Belichick? Because he can't coach forever. No. He can't. I mean, what's the, what's the latest that we've seen a, a head coach coach in the National Football League? Marv, Marv, Marv Levy. Levy. Yeah. yeah, he was 74. And then he came back, remember? Was, I think he was 74 years yeah. old his last year coaching. Right. I mean, we ain't far from it. Yeah. And so right now, if you're Bill Belichick, do you actually have the patience and the stomach to go through a rebuild as the head coach? And if you don't, then get off the sidelines and let somebody else yeah. do it. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. Yeah, Marv came back at almost 80 to run the team on something like that, at like, like 77. I'm talking about coaching. Now. No, okay, that's fair. I'm talking about coaching. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, so something happened. 72. On, he was 72 years old in his last season. When he was coaching. When okay. he was coaching. So, I mean, I mean it's I mean, get, Bill's it's, right there. He's right there. Yeah. He's right there. He's going to be 71 sooner rather than later. Like, So something happened the other day in Foxborough. And I'm, I'm not sure if I handled it right or if I should have handled it differently, but it also ties into the, the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. If you have ever been in this situation, I think most of us have, um, I was actually doubting whether or not Canty had ever been because he's always the better option for somebody else. This is when you are socially um, chatting with somebody and they have their head on a swivel looking for a better better. Just, uh, just a better destination. Yeah, Somebody else call, better to talk to. Yeah, the bigger, better deal. Right. The BBD. So this happened to me the other day. Okay. Somebody that I knew for a long time, almost 20 years. Okay. And hadn't seen in 10 or 15 years. I saw them at Foxborough the other day. Do you consider this person a friend? No, I wouldn't say a an friend. An acquaintance. An acquaintance. Okay. Yes. An acquaintance that I've assisted in the past when they went through a difficult career situation years so and years ago. So you this person with a job. Well, I tried, yes, I tried to you helped. You helped this person with a job. Yes. Well, I didn't give them a job, but I tried to connect them with people who may be able to help in that front. Okay. okay. So you helped this person with a job. Yes. Just say it. Yes. Okay. Because I don't want to put more import on it than there should be. Well, if I connect you with somebody and they give you a job yes. and they give you a W-2, then I hooked you up with a job. So I go to see this person. We're chatting. It's, uh, as far as I'll just say, is it's a reporter. And okay. it's, it's somebody that you would know, but I would never say who it is. All right. But I'm chatting with this person, and I, it could not have been 90 seconds that we were talking. Mm-hmm. And I had gone over directly just to say hi. Sure. This person sees somebody else 
who is more, much more famous than me, which is a large list. Yeah, I was about okay. to say, that's a low bar. <laughs> but, but clearly had it, had their head on a swivel looking around. Yeah. And the second that somebody came up, this person, I, I was mid-sentence, and they turned their back to me and started talking to that other reporter who just walked in. Now, did they bring you into the conversation no. with the other person? There was no, hey, do you know Chris? No, there was none of that. So it was just like, okay, it was direct you're back turning. I'm turning my back to you. Yes. And, and I'm, I'm talking talk to this, to this other, other person. person. And I'm not going to acknowledge your presence there while right. you're just standing, waiting to finish your sentence. So I gave it about 30 seconds. You gave it 30 seconds? Oh, I, you better than me. I stood there for 30 seconds. I'm like, I, but I, I wanted to see, is this going to play out how I think it's going to play out? And it did. Well, and the I moment the person turned their back to you, of course you knew it was going to play out that way. If they turn their back and then they don't immediately pivot back to bring you in, it's well, over for you. But sometimes it's, it's over a, for sometimes, you. I wasn't sure, is this a quick hello? What is this? Nuno, Bubba, I want to bring you in on this, members of the Hashtag crew, to get your take. So I waited 30 seconds, and then I tapped this person on the shoulder and said, hey, I got to go. And it's like, oh, okay, take care. No, so. What would, would you, you have done? I would have introduced myself to that other person just to be like, "Hey, I'm standing here," mm-hmm. and then so you want to make it extra awkward? Yeah, I'll make it because like you didn't des- like that person didn't deserve a like, "Hey, I'm gonna go," like because right. they big timed you, right? Like so they didn't deserve that, especially after all you've done for them. So like, I wouldn't say all I've done, but okay, yes, I've done something for them. Yes, you helped them out. You know yes. what they did to you? They stepped on you. They, they snubbed. Did. They, they did. did. Like, yeah. if, did. at this point in time, if you ever run into said person, you can't even talk to them. Oh, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Bubba, what would what would been your take here on this situation? Yeah, I mean, I would I would just walked away. I would not have tapped him. I would have not gotten anything. I would have walked away, and that would have been the last time I ever talked to him. Just see him in the rearview mirror. They're gone. Yeah. And I, I mean, I just can't believe Armin Contain did that to you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> the speculation is wild. Wow. Let me tell you something. Oh, my gosh. This couldn't be further from Armin Katayan. Yeah. Armin Katayan's about as great of a guy as there is. But, Carlin, you it know what they say, him. though? The higher the person climbs, the more you can see of their tail. This is true. <laughs> this is true. But right now, are the Baltimore Ravens better dealing Lamar Jackson? Are they looking around for somebody better to talk to? How because, can you how can you better deal Lamar Jackson? Yeah, that's he's my the, point. He's the best show in all of sports. Some would say football. some would say I'm the Lamar Jackson of conversations. That I got better deal than that no, spot. I mean you that. are the bald mamba. <laughs> Nobody's saying mama. that, Nuno. <laughs> No one was saying. No, no. Did I tell you what this guy did to me? <laughs> no. Before, please before, share before it. we did the game on Sunday, this guy looks at me and he says, "Now, when we do our radio show, I'm more than willing to share, but on these games, I'm gonna get mine." <laughs> and that's why I started calling him the Ball Mamba. He's Kobe Bryant of radio. Like this guy is gonna hog the ball every chance he gets. I've never seen a shot that he doesn't like. The guy is doing play-by-play and coloring the game at the same damn time. I saw that. I saw that video that the ESPN Radio social uh, media team pushed out there. And what I noticed, the two things I noticed is one, he made sure he was far away from you. Um, but two, when he first retweeted it, he didn't tag you in that. It was just like last. You know, it was pretty much just. 
hey, look, me with my partner, Sal Pal. And I'm like, wait, what about Canty? There was a comma. So, so Nuno, he, he, Hollywood, he went Hollywood on me. He, he big-timed me, didn't he? <laughs> like, that's the perfect instance of it. He's talking about being big-timed at the game by a reporter that he knew. And meanwhile, he's big-timing his partner that he does a radio show with four hours every single day. There was a comma in there. Had a blast with my partner, comma, Sal Pal. Pal. His partner, Sal and No, he, he, you know, it sounds, from Nuno's perspective, it seemed like his partner, Sal Pal. No, no, no. The comma no, delineates no, no, the difference there. No, no, no. Had a great time with my partner, Sal Pal, with no comma. That's yeah, one thing. Yeah. Listen, he's right. I don't I know. It's a, little, it's a little sketchy. He didn't tag me. ESPN Radio remembered to tag me. All, with, and then I retweeted it. Yes. I'm just saying. You could have tagged I me. Fixed that way we could have cut to it. I fixed it. I tagged it. You didn't it. fix it, though. I did, too. I, I'm and still by hurt the way, by it. And Nuno, it just opened up a wound right there. And you should thank me, first of all. You, you hear it you coming out, Nuno? You hear it coming you know out, Nuno? Uh-huh. Because if you go on TikTok right now, that thing is blown up. 1.2 million views for oh, that. Oh, by the way, I just joined TikTok. Oh, yeah? Th- this happened yesterday night. Last night, oh, boy. Wife finally convinced me to join TikTok. Here's all I'll say to you. I'm officially not in the group that Gen Z frowns upon. You will never find something that it is easier to blow through time and not realize that you've been on it for 45 minutes. So TikTok is worse than Instagram. Oh, by far. Okay. Would you agree, Nuno? Are you on TikTok, Nuno? I don't know if he is. He's, oh, he's, he's on the on phone. The phone but are, I, Bob, are I, you? I mean, there's zero chance Nuno is on TikTok. <laughs> and, but I am not either. You I'm are not, not either. No. Yeah. Bubba doesn't strike me as a TikToker. You could blow through 40 yeah. minutes without blinking. Jerry Jones on TikTok? He says enough to be. Right? I'm telling you. <laughs> Is there a microphone there? Then he'll right. be there. Exactly. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. We are in for Greeny today. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. More of your calls on the Patriots and the future as to whether or not it is time right now to rip it all down and think about what a succession plan is. Also, there is an awful lot of parody in the NFL right now, but that parody exists in much different ways in these two conferences. We'll explain next. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Dave McMenamin uh, appeared on the Who Collective with Brian Windhorst and reported that the Lakers were prepared to deal two first-round picks in order to land Donovan Mitchell or Kyrie Irving. And ultimately, they weren't enough. But here's my question. Why would anybody think that two first-round picks would have been enough to get either of those players, considering what Donovan Mitchell went for and there was no way you're going to do, even if Kyrie Irving, they're trying to get rid of Kyrie Irving, you had to do better than that. Do you, though? I think you do. I don't know. Not, not, not for Kyrie Irving. Donovan Mitchell, I'm with you. It's, it's asinine to think the two first-round picks is going to get it done. But for Kyrie Irving and what we've seen in his, it is what, four years in Brooklyn? Man, good riddance if you're talking about two first-round picks. I, I don't know. What Brooklyn is thinking, I guess they're saying if we can't trade Kevin Durant, we might as well try to keep the band together yeah. and see what they can accomplish this year before Kyrie walks into free agency. But on a player going into his last year under contract, if I can flip him for two first-round picks and all I got to deal with is Russell Westbrook and, and Kevin Durant, a player that's already said he doesn't want to be here, coexisting, I, I'm fine with that. Because for Brooklyn, it's about the future. I don't know that they're – going to be able to come together and put all of the drama that they had this past year behind them in order to do high-level winning. But I think at that point, and not that you're ever going to get 100% value back on Kyrie, but I think two first-round picks that are not going to be terribly good from the Lakers if you're adding Kyrie to that team, uh, to LeBron and well, Anthony no, no, no. Davis. The first-round picks that they would be dealing would, at the earliest, be 2027. Yeah. So those are probably going to be good picks because the Lakers are going to stink. Well, yeah. all right. <laughs> I, I, I'll buy that a little bit better. But even yeah. even waiting that long for those picks, and maybe use them to trade for something else. My point is, if you have decided that we're not going to be able to move Durant, it's not worth it for me for two first-round picks to then move Kyrie. I may as well, considering everything I have done over the last few years, try to take one more shot at this thing and get everybody on the same page. And they've clearly made that decision, but they don't know what they're going to get from Kyrie Irving. Now, I would speculate that when a guy's in a contract year and he doesn't find the value around the rest of the league that, that he potentially is looking for, then he's going to come out and he's going to try to ball just to prove everybody wrong and build up his stock so he can cash in next offseason. But remember, Kyrie Irving had a player option. He didn't opt out. He mm-hmm. stayed with the Brooklyn Nets. Mm-hmm. So the offer that he was looking for, the max contract for four or five years, it wasn't there. So he's coming back with the Brooklyn Nets. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to get the best version of Kyrie Irving in terms of being a good teammate and being reliable. Let's get Anthony in up next on the phones on ESPN Radio. Anthony, what's going on? How you doing, gentlemen? Good, Tony. What's uh, up? Listen, I'm a huge Pats fan here, and I got to tell you, listening to you guys and not all the callers talk, it's making me really depressed over here. But I'm going to try and get through this as best as I can. Because on the one hand, you guys are right. There, there's a certain aspect of this team that's missing. It's not electric. It's not as explosive as the rest of the league. But on the other hand, 
We're sitting with the greatest GM and head coach of all time. We can't be the franchise to let Bill Belichick and Tom Brady walk out the door. We kind of are in this holding pattern here, and I just don't know what to do. I want to get your thoughts. Well, there's no way to artfully move on from Bill Belichick. Like, it's going to be on his terms, unless you get so far down the road where it can't be. But I don't think we're getting anywhere near that. So is it Bill wants to just walk away completely and just go on the boat and hang out? Or is it Bill wants to continue to run the team and put his guy in place to be the head coach of the team? I think it's be the latter, right? I, mean, I think so, too. Yeah, think about it. I mean, Bill, Bill Parcells tried to hand it off to Bill Belichick when he was the head coach of the Jets, but you had an ownership change, and that kind of nixed that, and the Jets ultimately ended up having to deal Bill Belichick to the New England Patriots. So I think it's a situation where uh, if you're the Pats, if you're Robert Kraft, you have to weigh you know, the realities of the situation, which is having a 70-year-old head coach and having a team – that needs to go through a rebuild in order to get to the point where you're able to have the kind of sustained success that you become accustomed to. This is not a, a, a one year down and then bounce back for the New England Patriots. This is not an overly talented roster. They got to revamp this thing. And Mac Jones being out this year, I think is going to help them in terms of facing the harsh reality of the state of this roster in comparison to the rest of the division and the rest of the conference. Oh, here's what I'm curious about. How soon is that discussion going to happen? How soon would Robert Kraft talk to Bill about what the succession plan is? Because it feels like that could be something that could happen this coming offseason. If this really turns south on the Patriots, which it feels like it's going to. Yeah, if you're talking about the Patriots being a double-digit loss team, then I think you have to have that conversation. Even if the answer yeah. is no and Bill Belichick is back as the head coach in 2023, you at least have to have the conversation, Carlin. It's bad, and it's not showing any signs of getting any better. I don't think Matt Jones is the type of quarterback that's going to consistently elevate the talent around him. He needs a really good supporting cast in order to be effective. The Patriots don't have a really good supporting cast right now. They just don't. So that's the realities of where this team is. I don't think the defense is as bad as what their record will ultimately end up being this year would suggest, but – I do think that offense needs a lot of work. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus in 30 seconds. The parity in the NFC is much different than the parity in the AFC. Football season is heating up, and nothing beats seeing your favorite team live. Not only does Vivid Seats have great NFL ticket prices. They're also the official ticketing partner of ESPN. And with Vivid Seats Rewards, when you buy 10 tickets, you get the 11th free. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats, life happens live. Receive a reward credit equal to the average price of the 10 tickets purchased, excluding taxes, fees, and processing costs. See vividseats.com slash rewards for terms and conditions. Chris Nuno and I were discussing this morning the parity that exists in the league. Now, we look around, and you realize that uh, the scoring is down, and Mm -hmm. it's down kind of considerably. I think there are various reasons for that. I think we have a few more defenses that are better in the league this year. I also was talking about this with a scout this past weekend. The idea that offensive line play has really been on the decline for several years now. 
And, yeah. and there hasn't been as much offense that's been allowed. That's maybe also why there's been a lot more protection of the quarterback in, in the rules. I mean, there probably would have been that anyway, but it's been a contributing factor to it. But with all of that in mind, look around, and we'll start in the NFC. If you're trying to pick seven playoff teams, you really right now have five or six teams that are definitively good, and then you've got a bunch of one and two teams that you really just don't know if they're mm-hmm. any good that just got off to a bad start. Now, you're probably sick of this stat because I've given it a few times, but the win this weekend in theory for any one and one team would have been incredibly important mm-hmm. because after week three, since 1990, after week three, the teams that were two and one made the playoffs 54% of the time. Mm-hmm. The teams that were one and two only made it 25% of the time. Yeah. So you're cutting that in half. Yeah. Chris, let's look at the one and two teams. First of all, your playoff teams right now, if we're legitimately looking at it, okay? Yeah. I think we, make, we believe the Eagles are going to make the playoffs, of course. Yeah. We probably believe that the Cowboys are going to make the playoffs. Yes. Uh, we believe that the Green Bay Packers are going to make the playoffs. Yes. Are the Minnesota Vikings going to make yes. the playoffs? Okay. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yes. The Rams. No. The 49ers? This, this is what I'm getting at. Like now the Ra- it starts to get sticky. Exactly. The once Rams are at 2-1. Once, once you get past those five teams, I, I think it's... it's See, I got the Rams in, but it's still... There you, are you big do, questions. Don't. You do, I don't. There are big questions. Yeah, I'm not going to give right them now. credit because they beat the Atlanta Falcons no. and the Arizona Cardinals, who they've owned since Sean McVay got there. I won't deny what's going on with the Rams is a big problem right yeah, now. Yeah, I, And I, I'm I curious to see them. if they can recover. I'm giving them a little bit of the benefit yeah, of the I doubt. Yeah, I trust the 49ers more than I trust the Rams at this point. Well, so let's – what other team is making the playoffs in the NFC or is really going to be worthy of making the playoffs in the NFC? I think Detroit can make it interesting. I think they'll, they'll be, be better. They'll be closer. I think, I think Detroit can make it interesting. I think Arizona can make it interesting. And San Francisco. See, San Francisco, I buy because I think Jimmy Garoppolo will do enough with a team that has a pretty good defense, right? But the Cardinals, I don't know about that. And and it should be something that should happen relatively easily when you consider what their schedule looks like. It's not that bad. You know, it's they, not that bad, but they're missing a big piece of their team. DeAndre Hopkins ain't there. Yeah. So let's 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 give that some time and let's see what happens once he gets back after he serves his six game suspension. I mean, can we be truthful though that DeAndre Hopkins didn't look like the same player last year? Well, you can say he didn't look like the same player, but having him on the field absolutely has an impact in terms of what that offense is because of the attention that he attracts in coverage. Here's my overall point. In the NFC, the teams that are six and seven and making the playoffs are going to be average teams at best. But if you flip over to the parity that exists in the AFC, like you could take a team that was going to finish sixth or seventh in the AFC and argue that they are third or fourth in the NFC easily. You could yeah, do that. Yeah, you could. I mean, you could. let's talk about who's making the playoffs right now in the AFC. Mm-hmm. Dolphins. Yes. Bills. Yes. Uh, Baltimore. Yes. Uh, Kansas City. Yes. Denver. Mm-hmm. Jacksonville. Yes. So that's what, six? Yeah. What are we at, six right now? Mm-hmm. Cleveland. It's a coin flip. 
Cleveland and Cincinnati, one of those two teams is getting in. Okay, so you're at seven already right there. Yeah. Then we still have other teams. Then we still have – we don't know what's up with Pittsburgh. Uh, we don't know about Tennessee completely falling off the ledge yet completely. Who the hell are the Indianapolis Colts? Exactly. We have no idea what they are. We haven't even mentioned the Chargers or the Broncos. Yeah, but it feels like with all of the injuries they're dealing with, that's over with. Uh, it might be. We, we're t- I, I think – I mean, we're, we're looking at the, 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 the hourglass counting down to Brandon Staley potentially being clipped. Oh, I, I think I, I think that's where we're at. I think Brandon Staley's going to be out, and Sean Payton's going to be running that team next yeah, year. Yeah. But with all of that in mind, but I mean, think about that. Like, you could take, could you take the Denver Broncos, put them in the NFC, and they're the third or fourth best team? They're probably the fourth best team. I'll put it to you this way: you could take the Las Vegas Raiders, who haven't won a game, and put them in the NFC, and they'll be a playoff team. Yeah. Yeah. I, and and Chris. This is I, – I know Greeny was talking about this a little bit. I will not subscribe to the belief that after three weeks we're sitting here and saying that the AFC West is overrated. I don't believe that to be the case. When the Raiders are 0-3, but they've lost it by a combined 13 points, when the Chargers have just been hammered by injuries, I think there was a good feeling – that these teams could beat up on each other a good amount, and the record may not look as good as the team actually is. Well, one thing I th- that I believe was understated when talking about this division is the head coaches. Mm-hmm. Because you have three question marks in the division at head coach. The only head coach that we're certain about is Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. Do you trust Brandon Staley as your head coach? No. you trust Josh McDaniels as your head coach? Don't know. Do you trust Nathaniel Hackett as your head coach? Dear God, no. Okay. So there you go. We, yeah. we got to come to the realization that coaching in the NFL matters, and I think you're starting to see that early on in this season while these teams are trying to forge an identity in order to have success. But at the same time, do I believe in somebody like Mike Vrabel? I do. I think he's a really good coach. So that's partially, I don't believe in his quarterback, though. I know. And it's Derek, partially Derrick Henry's better days are behind him. Yeah, but I, I partially don't want to write them off because of my belief in him. And because I also think that at some point we're going to see Malik Willis, can, can and that's ask, going to be very can, interesting. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Who's the best coach in the AFC South right now? Do I? I mean, Just I guess say it's, it. You got to say it. It's Doug Peterson. There you go. Who's, yeah. in, who's in the division lead in the AFC South? The Jaguars. Okay, there you go. Yeah. All right. Look, he, you can't argue that Doug Peterson isn't making a huge difference with the quarterback when you're watching Trevor Lawrence play now mm-hmm. versus what we saw last year. And yeah. I know it was a rookie year, and it was a rookie year fraught with nightmares, frankly, but I, I don't know how that is. But even, like, the Browns. Like, we talk about the Browns and the Bengals being a toss-up. Jacoby Brissett – He's done much better than I would have ever anticipated him doing so far. Well, it's easy to do better when you have the number one run game in all of football and Nick Chubb is leading the league in rushing. This is true. So I think that's what Jacoby Brissett is leaning on. Also, having Amari Cooper has made a world of difference yes. with that offense. Like It mm-hmm. feels like they have a number one receiver. And I know they had Jarvis Landry and OBJ last year, but it's different with Amari Cooper. Like you have a professional wide receiver. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think at this stage in his career and what he's producing for them, it's made a huge impact in terms of what that offense looked like. He's made David and Joku better. He's made pretty much everybody on that team better. He's created more opportunities in the run game for Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. So with that in mind, Greeny is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. If I'm asking you to bet on one of those teams to make the playoffs, the Browns, 
the Bengals, the Titans, the Broncos, who are you taking? The Cincinnati Bengals. That's right, I said it. The Bengals. Yep. Top 10 offense, top 10 defense. I'll tell you what. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. You're not wrong. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.